Zenicon has clinched their spot in the NCAA tournament. What a moment for the goals. Home opener starts off with a bang. In Endicott history, the goals have won the CCC title. Howdy folks and welcome to another episode, another edition of the Ultimate Goal Podcast. I'm Cody Shafu, Evan Alfano, our fantastic co-host as well as our co-host and lovely producer Jayra Bray and we're not alone we have another interview for everyone at home we have head women's lacrosse coach coach Maureen Smellman coach Smellman thank you for joining us no problem happy to be here of course so we've had a bunch of personalities a bunch of players and coaches and we are excited to have our first head coach as you said one sucker finally decided Mm -hmm. to join on Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be quick simple just a nice little interview Jayra I think you have some questions to start us off don't you yes so just to start us off I was wondering if you could kind of tell us about your sports background and your journey to being head coach of the Endicott lacrosse team sure that's the easy one um so I played lacrosse collegiately I played four years at University of New Haven um, I played soccer when I was younger. That was supposed to be my sport. Um, was looking at some bigger D1 schools to play soccer. Sophomore year of high school, I was like, you know what? I like lacrosse way more and I'm not as strong, but it's just more fun for me. I think I just got a little burnt out from soccer. Um, so I played uh, four years at University of New Haven. I was a goalie, best position ever. Um, I came in to New Haven as a business major, realized I absolutely hated math and I didn't understand what I was doing. And I was realized after probably my first year, maybe first, even first semester, I was like, all I want to do is sports. Like, I don't know what it is, but like sports, just sports are the answer. Um, And then when I realized that I could actually like make a living and wear sweatpants to work, being a head coach, I was like, all right, this actually might be perfect for me. (laughs) Um, so I switched into psychology because I thought that would be the smartest thing to do to help me, um, relate to student athletes, you know, make sure that I'm being empathetic make sure that I'm, um, you know, giving them everything that they need, not just X's and O's. So switched to psych. That was a pretty good decision. Also got me a lot of A's, which is a win. Um, and I graduated 2012. I started at Southern Connecticut State University, which is Division II also. So UNH is D2. So I was a big D2 girl. Um, I started there as the assistant coach. Uh, I was doing my master's in sports management. And so I did one year there and they were like, hey, uh, do you want the head coaching job? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm 22. I want a full-time job. Of course. Um, tough. Very, very, very tough to be a head coach when you're 22 when your student athletes that you're supposed to be mentoring, teaching, everything are nine, 10, 12 months younger than you, really, really tough. I wouldn't change the path that I took, but it was tricky. Um, So I was at Southern for five years, one as assistant for his head, something like that. Um, I actually had my eye on Endicott for a little while, never thought it would open. It did, I applied next day. And I was up there a month later. Um, so I'm on year four here now. Absolutely love it. Best place, great place to work. Great, absolutely best place to live. I live right downtown. It's great. Um, and that's kind of how I got to Endicott. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I've never played the cross, but I've watched it. And I've always felt one of the most terrifying positions in sports is a lacrosse goalie. 
Because I look at like a hockey goalie, he's got all sorts of padding and the cross, you're on your own. Yep. But, so I just, I was curious to know like, why go with goalie out of all the positions? Just how is that like? Because you're the old time saves leader, says here uh, at New Haven. So I am. Wow, you did your research. I am. Did a, I, am. I came prepared. So what was uh, it like playing lacrosse goalie? I've always wondered. Um, so I, I say this, and I think I'm allowed to say this because mm. I was a goalie. You got to be a little weird. You got to be a little bit off. You got to be a little bit crazy. Just, just a little different um, to be willing to, you know, step in front of, be the person who actually prevents this really dense rubber ball from going in the back of the net. Um, we, we hope that most saves are made with the stick and not our bodies, but a save's a save, like I always say. So comes off your shin, it's a save, whatever. Um, I, so when I started playing lacrosse, we did not have girls lacrosse in my town. And I'm from like an affluent Fairfield County town, um, at Fairfield County, Connecticut. And we did not have a girls program. So I played boys lacrosse for three years. Um, so I, and I, lo- I played on the field. I never, never went in cage cause I was fast. I was athletic. I didn't want to be in the goal. Cause at that time it was like, all right, we put, put that kid in the cage. Like he can stand there. She can stand there. Um, so I loved the game on the field. It was, it was amazing. My freshman year of high school was the first time I played girls across. I loved it. It was, it was a pretty easy transition. Um, I was also still playing soccer. So we were supposed to, it was probably the day before our first varsity game. I was, it, we weren't like the strongest high school program at the time. They're better now. St. Joe's high school, Trumbull, Connecticut, won States two years ago. Very proud. Um, and I got hurt the night before our first game playing soccer. I got like taken out by the, by my feet, landed on my back. So I couldn't move. The goalies that we had at the time were like, Meh. so my coach was like, Hey, you're kind of athletic. You can see the ball. Like you have good hand. I want you to just go stand in the net. All right, fine. I'll go do it. And I never came out. Um, I didn't love it right away because again, we weren't great. So I was like the feeling like picking up the ball to the back of the net to give to the ref, like 19, 20 times. It's it's just demoralizing. Um, but when I realized like, all right, actually I'm, I'm kind of good at it. Like we're, we're making saves. I, there was a couple colleges, local colleges that were like, all right, who's this kid? Um, and I kind of started getting recruited my junior year. So that's, that's when I had to make that decision between soccer and, and, uh, lacrosse. And I realized that my opportunities for lacrosse being a goalie were actually higher than I was a goalie for soccer too. I guess I'm just a little off. Um, but the opportunities for lacrosse goalie were just better at the time. Um, and I found a coach that I absolutely loved and I, it was no turning back. And I absolutely loved it. College was way better. You know, there was, the shots were better. They're not hitting you all the time. Um, you learn a lot more. It's faster paced. It's prettier. Um, and I liked it. And that was that. Nice. Nice. But yeah. You gotta be a little weird. I, yeah. I think it's like a quarterback, like quarterbacks obviously don't get hit, but like the vision of it and the leadership, I think it makes a goalie really, really good. Um, being vocal, like I'm not afraid to talk, being vocal, being, uh, you know, able to see everything and kind of see a couple steps ahead, I think are really important for goalies. And it's something that just, it was relatively natural for me. I actually have a story to go off of that. So like when I was in high school, I played lacrosse my freshman to senior year. And like our program through my like county wasn't really big. Like it had only been around for a couple of years. Anyways, um, I think it was like my junior year, my 
our lacrosse goalie was like had work a lot or something she wouldn't be able to make it and she was also a, a soccer goalie as well and so I remember we were like sitting in the gym and my coaches were like all right so we need someone to like be our backup goalie and no one was raising their hand so I was like I raised my hand and I was like I guess I'll do it <laughs> I have no idea why but I did it for like a season and like I switch off and on and it is really brutal <laughs> <laughs> the bruises that you get and just it's kind of scary but yeah, there's some good ones yeah but, yeah. but I promise you like the higher the level you play the better it is because you the shooters are better they're actually aiming mm-hmm. for like the net not for like your chest your body Aww. yeah it, it gets better it gets easier it also gets harder because the fa- shots come faster and the game's just faster now right so um, my next question is, I obviously you've, you've coached at the Division Two level and now the Division Three level. Uh, I always felt it was a, kind of a misconception in terms of the talent level that there is at the Division Three level. Um, so I'm just curious to kind of talk about that since you've been at both levels of really, you know, still how talented these D3 athletes are. Totally. Um, I think it's a huge misconception. I, um, mm-hmm. I work for uh, my club still in Connecticut, actually. I'm a recruiting coordinator, so I do this a lot. And we have these conversations with, with athletes who are, you know, freshmen, sophomores in high school. And they're like, okay, I want to go D1 because they're the best players in D1, D1, D1. Um, But as you get a little bit older, you start to mature and you want to find that right fit. Um, So it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean like division one is better than division two, better than division three. There are a lot, a lot of talented division three athletes that easily could be playing division one. They just didn't want that as the college experience. They wanted an opportunity to go abroad, um, be a nurse, um, have a more rigorous uh, academic experience and, and still play the, the sport that they love. I really think that D3 is like the most pure um, of, of sport just because there's nobody paying them to be there. There's no like, okay, you have even in a, a small amount, you know, division two, you're not getting a ton of money, you're, but you're still getting, I don't know, you got $5,000 to play lacrosse. Like, okay, you're starting to think of it as I, I have to do well because I have to keep my scholarship, you know, and at the D3 level, it's more like you're playing because you freaking love the game. And I think that's the most fun to coach because you have a group of, of athletes who are pure and they're there because they want to work and they want to do well for your program. And they want to work for you and they want to work for each other, not necessarily for, okay, I have to keep these dollars so I can stay in school. Um, so, I mean, I, like I said, I coach, you know, D2, D3 personally love the idea of not having to be like, okay, you're worth, sorry, cap, <laughs> you're worth, uh, you know, $3,000, you're worth 10, you're worth one. Like, there's no monetary anything. Um, it's just you recruit, you sell yourself, you sell your program, you talk about how you're going to make them not just better players, but better people. And you get a good group. And once you have a great group, it's it's just the easy, easiest, most fun job in the world. It really is. Don't let anybody tell you any different. I mean, it also helps to coach when you're winning a lot. And that's what you've done since you've been here. <laughs> Only 10 losses, oh, well, I guess 11 now, including oh, Sorry, I had to say. So my bad. The vibe <laughs> was being too good, I guess. Call me the, the bad guy. But 16-0 in conference, a few CCC titles, including an overtime win in your previous seasons was 2019-2020 or 2019-something. I don't know. Before the pandemic, you guys didn't have, fortunately, have a season. But the season before, you guys ended up winning the championship. And before, how was that experience with this talented group of girls and then going out there and just competing and winning all this time? 
Um, it's so first of all, it was a change. So mm -hmm. the program that I came from, um, normally bottom of the NE 10, um, which was fine because as I took over, I was like, all right, well, I can't really screw it up because this is where they are. Well, let's see what we can do here. Um, but you know, I knew coming in to Endicott that it was going to be a program that we could continuously, not just, not, not only build, but it, I was already coming into a successful program. We'll call it what it is. They were already doing very well, um, in conference. Absolutely. Out of conference was the, was the chore that I wanted to take on because as great, like I, and I love winning in the CCC, but like in order to be the best, you want to play the best. So I try to stack our non-conference schedule with the best. Um, and then for, so for us, that's, that's the NESCAC schools. Um, you know, but winning, winning a championship, I did it my freshman year and that's it. So being, being on the other side and the coaching, like I, it's very, it's very stressful guys. I, I, so I love practice. I love player development. I love recruiting. I love all of it. Games are not my time. Games are my team's time. I can't do much. There's as much, like I can, I, I'm a big, like, okay, you're doing great. Do this, do this. Let's make this quick change but it's all in their hands. So the, the angst and like the, I, I can't help you. I literally can't, I can't hold your hand. I can't do this. It's, it's fun, but it's very stressful. Um, but, but more fun than stress. Um, but I think winning, I think winning a CCC is something that's kind of ingrained in Endicott women's across culture. So I think having that always hanging over, like, Hey, we have to win. We have to win. is kind of a negative in my book. Because it's extra pressure that, like, in reality, I want to get better as a program. So we're taking down more NESCAC. So, like, last year when we beat Trinity, easily the biggest win in program history. But, like, that, that's what we want to do because that's going to get us higher in the NCAAs. And that's the overall goal is to go to the – get to the final four. Like, first-round NCAAs has been great. We want to, we just want to go further. And I think that's where, that's my overall goal. And I, again, CCC championships are great. And I think it's fun for the girls and it's fun for us. It's great for the school. Um, but there's a next level for me and that my team knows that. So I think that's super, super important. Uh, definitely that, that NCAA championship is what we, uh, what you guys all play for. Yeah. And uh, you said you guys beat Trinity last year and ended up being ranked number 20 uh, in the nation when things were all said and done. This year, we start off against Trinity um, yesterday as of this recording. You guys lost 12 to 5. What did you see out there that you liked, things that you didn't like? Um, so I think um, there was a lot of good. First, let's start really good. My senior goalie, Alex Rose, played lights out. She had 16 saves. She was absolutely incredible. She, she saved our butts in a lot of situations. Um, we have a, a lot of really, really talented midfielders, um, which is really great. We were very, we produce a lot offensively with our middies. Um, we've made some really, really good stops defensively. We tried a little bit of a zone defense, which actually turned out really, really nice. We need to work on, definitely need to work on the draw. We, we need to work on, you know, our attackers kind of taking more control and doing what they're supposed to do and score some goals. Um, so that's something we worked on all day in practice today. It was like, Hey, like we're going to take the middies. Only way middies can score is on a catch and finish. They can't start an offense. They can't drive like this is on you guys now. So we need to focus on that. But one thing that's always steady is our energy, our physicality and just straight pure athleticism. And that's just, that's the way I recruit. Like that's my, those are my, my top things are, are you athletic? Um, are you coachable? And do you have like a passion to compete? 
Cause those, so those are the three things that I look for in recruiting. And now, uh, let's see my, this current seniors, I did not recruit. Fortunately, I had most of them in my club team in Connecticut. So I know them, um, but they're, they're mine now. So like, I don't have any, any other previous coaches, kids who I'm trying to like, okay, what's your personality? What, what do you value? What is, so we're all on the same page. So it makes competing and makes playing games so much easier. I think, I think there's a lot of good and there's a lot, but there's things that we had to work on there. I think they were just faster, bigger, faster, stronger. And in sports, that's, uh, that's going to get you a lot further. I actually had a question about what you were just talking about how your seniors this year you've had since you started coaching. Yeah, we started together. Um, I know that when you're your first year, you had a lot of juniors and seniors that obviously had the coaches coach before. Um, how do you think that transition was for them just having a new coach and like you bringing new ways to the game and how you see things hard, very hard. And that's, that always happens in a coach turnover. There's always, um, you know, the, the, the current players who are very used to a different style of coaching. And from what I've heard, completely different styles of coaching. Like I'm very much um, a collaborative coach. So, Hey, this is my idea. I see this. What do you guys see? And I'm going to listen to what they say. And if I like it, I'm like, all right, that's a great point. Let's do that. Sounds good. Let's do that. Cause they're the ones out there. They're the ones feeling it. I, it's just my opinion. I'm just right. kind of the, in the director's seat. Um, so I think it is really, really hard. And then from my point, my point of view, I'm trying to make an impression on my new bosses. You know, we have to make sure that we're recruiting, we're bringing people in, but we're also keeping people who are there happy. So there is a certain amount of like walking on eggshells, a certain amount of, okay, this is how the old coach did it. I'm doing it differently, but I'm also going to kind of grandfather this tradition in to keep them happy with this. Um, but it had, I mean, coach turnover usually leads to a lot of change in personnel. And that happened with us. I had, um, I had a lot of juniors and seniors, not necessarily the first year, but the second year, you know, say like, this is, it's not for me anymore. The coaching style is just too different and they're talented players. And I wish we could have worked it out, but we couldn't. And it's okay because we're better, we're better now. And it is what it is. But um, I think for most programs, if you're getting a new coach, like there's going to be turnover, there's going to be a little bit of animosity. There's going to be different opinions. Um, so it's a little bit of working together. But like I said, now I have everybody who's on the same page and it's really just a beautiful thing. It's really, really fun. So I, I asked our, our last guest was coach Duggan. So people that are, I don't know, she's the assistant We're friends. Coach. I know her. You know her. Yeah. Of course, Julia. We're right. buddies. So and anyone else who's listening that doesn't know is the assistant coach of the women's basketball team. But what I asked her and I'll ask you the same is what do you think is the most rewarding part of being a coach? Um, I think there's a couple things. The very first one that comes to my head is when you're working with a player, either individually or in practice and say, Hey, I, I, you do this. I really want you to try this. I know you don't like it. I know it makes you feel uncomfortable. Try it like 10 times. If you hate it, fine, but just try it. And then when they translate what they're doing in an individual situation into a game or a practice, I just get, it's just the most exciting thing in the, in the world. It's, and, and I'm like, Hey, did you realize that you just did what we, yeah, that's what we did in Indies. Did you see it? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. Like, that was great. It's exactly what we talked about. Um, that's a, that's a really, really fun part of the job for me. Um, this is a little bit silly, but it's, it's the relationships after, 
that makes a huge difference to me. I love that I've been to three of my previous players' weddings. I love that I have a group Snapchat with my seniors that graduated a couple of years ago. Like those are the fun things for me. It's, it's, it's the after too. That's a, that's a huge one. Cause that means like maybe I, I made more of an impression than just, Hey, like get on the line. Does anyone else have anything else to say? The last one. I think that's it. Well, also I'll, I'll leave you with a nice question. You have conference play coming up. Uh, like we said, you guys do very well in conference. Uh, you play Salve this Saturday. Evan, Evan Alfano will be calling your game. So All right, Evan. Evan. I hope you've been taking some go. notes, Evan. Um, but what, what are, what are your, kind of some of your individual goals for this season coming up? I know it's a shortened season. I know it's kind of a weird season. What, what do you want to see this team do this season? Um, let's see. Score goals. Have a lot of fun on the sideline. Cause a lot of turnovers. Those are just like the X's and O's parts. I want... I just want for the, especially for the seniors, I want them to leave here feeling satisfied and feeling like they did everything they could to leave their individual mark on the program. Winning the PCC would be really nice too. It's a nice we'll, bonus. We'll cherry on a little cherry on top. We'll see if you guys can get it. Well, coach, thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time out of your business. Problem. Come sit down with us. All right. Well, Kim, that's going to do it. Of course, of course. I think that will do it for myself, Cody Shalafu, and Jayra and Evan. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to, most likely Spotify. If not, make sure to send it to family, friends, your, your friends, family, your family, friends, anyone that you know. We've been doing some good stuff over here. And thanks to, to people like uh, Coach Spellman over here, we're going to have a fun, fun time for the rest of the semester. So thank you. And follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. What's, How could we forget? Coach, what's, what's the Instagram handle? You tell uh, us. Endicott W Lax, I think. I think so. Sounds right. good. That's Hey, you'll get this. Endicott somewhere. W Lax. There you go. Endicott there W go. Lax on Instagram to keep up to date with everything going on, their schedules, their games, uh, statistics and whatnot. So again, thank you for, for Coach Spellman. And thank you all at home for listening. We'll see you next time. See yep. Basketball shoes come off, dancing shoes come on, as Enicon has clinched their spot. Now puts it up, and that's a goal! Shoots it up, he got it! Billy Arsenal, he got it!